You're tuned into an all-new edition of Talk of Champions, a recruiting-filled edition of Talk of Champions. I'm Ben Garrett. Zach Berry's coming up in just a minute because things are happening in Ole Miss football recruiting. Updates on Sunterine Perkins, Dante Dowdle, the transfer portal. But before we jump to it, let me tell you about the Ole Miss Athletics Foundation. 2022 was an outstanding year for Ole Miss Athletics, punctuated by the baseball team winning the College World Series. As the calendar year comes to an end, please consider supporting Ole Miss Athletics with your year-end giving to help them sustain their incredible momentum. For more information on ways to give to Ole Miss Athletics, visit their websites at www.givetoathletics.com or www.championsnowolemiss.com. That's www.givetoathletics.com or www.championsnowolemiss.com or call their office at 662 615-7159. That's the Ole Miss Athletics Foundation, one of the many proud sponsors of Talk of Champions. You're listening to Talk of Champions, an Ole Miss Spirit podcast with Ben Garrett. Welcome in to Talk of Champions Recruiting. I'm Ben Garrett at Spirit Ben on Twitter. He's Zach Berry at Zach underscore Berry. Happy Monday, December 12th, 2022. And we're getting closer and closer and closer to the first signing day, the first of two signing days. And also, the portal is still hot and heavy, rolling along. Hey, buddy, what's up? Good morning. How we doing? Good. Are you well rested? No, because you didn't take the weekend off. <laughs> I got I got I got some good sleep in last night. Um got the day started early. Um kind of getting into a groove. Uh going uh going to the gym, crack of dawn, getting it out of the way. Nice. And I can devote my time to uh covering the portal, which is just insane, and then getting prepped for early signing day. Um I, I do think we'll probably talk about it here on the show. Um, probably now with the flip of Marvin Burks to Missouri and then the, uh, the reaffirmation from, uh, Suntarian Perkins Sunday evening, I think for the most part, the class right now who is committed is pretty drama free with a couple weeks left. Yeah. I think the drama just comes from who are they going to add in the portal and how many more high school players they take. Yeah, I think that's pretty accurate. I talked to uh, some Auburn people this morning. Uh, I know there was some, a little bit of a little unrest with Marcel Reed taking an official visit there. I posted last night my thoughts. I think he sticks with Ole Miss, and I think that Auburn is going to go after Hank Brown, who was committed to Liberty and uh, is now decommitted since Freeze left and went to Auburn. He was also in Auburn over the weekend. I think they're going to take him. Um Marcel Reed still doesn't have an actual offer from Auburn. Um, that I don't feels ever... like he's he's not going to get an offer unless he says, "Yeah, I'm coming." If you offer me, yeah, and I, I believe um, I can't remember if it was Keith Nyber, somebody over at, at Auburn Live said as much. But yeah, I, I don't think they ever. I don't even think the previous staff. I don't think Brian Harson ever offered him. Um, so I, I gave my opinion on the board. I put it in a post. I believe I, I think this was more of. You know, Marcel Reed committed super early in the process. He wanted to get that quarterback spot in this class. Um, he told me, I mean, 
pretty much verbatim. That's that was part of his uh, decision to commit so early. And then he was focusing on his senior season. NBA ran the table undefeated, got to the state championship, unfortunately came up short. But uh, I, I think he was just so wrapped up in, in that and, and wanting to end his career on a high note that he just didn't really do much. I mean, he went to Ole Miss a couple times during the season um, and uh, went to some games, but he hasn't gone anywhere else. And I think this is just kind of a, in my opinion, Marcel hasn't told me this. I think he's just having fun and going out and seeing some different places before he gets to college. Publicly, though, I get why there'd be a little bit of unrest, especially when his quotes sure. are I'm committed to Ole Miss right now. And you're yeah, and and the timing was was funny when he put out the tweet. You know, you know what's up with NIL, but it was the morning after TWSAA approved NIL deals for the state of Tennessee for high school athletes. So it was tied to that, not you know, hey, I'm open to any NIL deals with anyone you know outside of my commitment to Ole Miss. It wasn't that. It was you know trying to get a. Uh, you know, at least maybe talk to some folks about getting an NIL deal uh, in place before he heads to college. I've, I've seen a couple 24 guys in Tennessee have got deals with like D1 sports now. So um, his father confirmed it. Um, Rod Reed, he confirmed it on on Twitter. And then um, I spoke with him as well. He said that that's all it was. It wasn't like a, you know, here's my handout, you know. Yeah. Money me, Wasn't money inviting, me now. It, yeah, just give me that money. <laughs> I'm ready um, to cash in. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It wasn't like a Parks and Rec where, you know, yeah. money, please. Um, money, yeah, please. I, I think I, 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 he's at least scheduled to go to Texas A&M next weekend. Um, <laughs> I, I, might, I, I might save him some time and tell him, hey, I went to College Station earlier this year. You're not missing much. But um, he, might, uh, he might go ahead and take that trip and then Sassy, get, ready to, uh, <laughs> get ready to sign. I did put it in a post um, just to clear up any confusion or any groveling that might happen. Um, he is signing in December, but he is not enrolling early because he is uh, playing basketball. Um, he is a uh, all-state basketball player, led NBA in scoring last year, so he's wanting to play, you know, one last ride with the uh, with the fellas before he heads to college. What's the threat level in your opinion? I'm going to say the threat level right now is a four. Threat, threat level midnight um yeah i i thought auburn was more of a threat than a&m me too um i mean a&m has connor wegman who really came on late in the year he i think he's going to be a uh, a really good college player um you know spite of jimbo fisher and all of his uh shenanigans with his offensive play calling but I, it just makes sense for him to come to ole miss just with the timing and how it lines up with jackson dart and you know, Jackson Dart could have a hell of a year in 2023 and go pro, or uh, he could stay at least two years. Um, but, you know, it gives Marcel Reed some time to to get his feet under him, get acclimated to college, learn the playbook, and not be thrust into a, uh, you know, a, an immediate starting role um, without getting there, you know, getting in the weight room with, with Nick Savage and, um, you know, just getting used to college. So I think it lines up, you know, Auburn has Robbie Ashford. They have another commit in their 23 class. And then I think they're going to take Hank Brown as well. Um, so it kind of makes sense, but yeah, I would probably put the threat at maybe a two or a three. I, I, he, he had always said that he was set with Ole Miss, even with the Auburn rumors with Kiffin last month, he said he was, you know, sitting on go ready to get to Oxford. 
So I don't think there was ever any concern there. And then now with Kiffin staying, um, I think they're, uh, I think they're in even better standing. And yeah, it, barring something crazy with Auburn, I think he signs with with Ole Miss in a couple weeks, and then gets there in May or June and hits the ground running. Late interest is always concerning, though, and late visits. Sure. Yeah, especially with a new staff, they're trying to make a splash and and get out there and get some big name guys in their class early. You see Dion doing that at, at Colorado. Um, got a four star over the weekend. They're trying to get that that big first commit. Like, hey, we're bringing in talent. You guys should come with them. Type uh type splash. So you know, Hugh Freeze is going to try to do that with you know somebody like Marcel Reed, who's a four star, and and try to you know, hey, you know, even though we're a new staff and we're you know crunch time two weeks before early signing day, we're still bringing in talented dudes. It's crazy that the threat meter, the threat level, threat level midnight is now, I think, higher for Marcel Reed than Sunterine Perkins, which is just crazy. Yeah, I, you know, I kind of put out, you know, somewhat of a quasi column on him last week, kind of giving my take on what Sunterian's, you know, what's going through his mind. Which you can I read think, the spirit, omspirit.com and put it on three. You can. Um, you know, he, he he never once ever in the times that I've spoken with him, he's never said if he was signing early or not. I still don't know. Um, he he always just kind of said he wanted to just relax and, and take it, you know, day by day. And I think I that think this he knows because he said like last week that he was gonna sign in February. Yeah, I mean, I they're teenagers that you know. Yes. They're going to change their mind every other day, and this is, I think this is what we signed up for. This is, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I he it wasn't like, you know, oh, he changed his mind. He's not signing early. That means that Alabama is going to like. I don't think that was ever the case. I just think he just doesn't really know, and you know, maybe he signs in February. I don't think it matters. Um, you and I have said as much on this yeah. show for the last five six months that Ole Miss was going to sign him, and he. He loves Ole Miss. He loves the staff. Um, he's a huge fan of Lane Kiffin, who's been personally recruiting him for over a year. And I think that just this run of, you know, he had the Mississippi-Alabama game. He was in Mobile all week practicing. Now he's getting home and probably doing some work on his own. And then he's got Christmas and New Year's. And then he goes to Orlando for the Under Armour All-America game. He's just got a lot on his plate. And, you know, I can't imagine being a 17-year-old and having to do all that. And also thinking of what you want to do in terms of, do you want to enroll in January? You know, do you want to go and move into Oxford? And then, oh, you got to go down to Orlando and play in, you know, be out, be out there for a week and then play in an all-star game, then go back. I mean, it's a lot to do. I, I just, my opinion, I think that he's just kind of taking a step back and taking a deep breath and just enjoying it. Um, Cause you know, once you get to college, everything changes. Um, it's a very different workload. It's a, it's a very different type of workload. It's, you know, not that, you know, this isn't saying that he's going to take it lightly, but I mean, Suntarian's been the best player on the football field for five or six years now. Yes, and it's like he gets, eighth grade. Uh, yeah. I mean, when he gets to college, he's going to be one of the best players on the field, but he's not going to be the top dog like he has been. So it's, I think this is a, you know, I'm trying to think of the the metaphor to use, but yeah, I mean, you just try, this is you know, recruits use the term "last ride" a lot for their senior year, and I think that's just what this is. I think he's he's enjoying it. You know, he got to spend time in Mobile with 
Aiden Williams, Jamarius Brown. He was down there with some other Ole Miss targets and, you know, other guys committed to Clemson and Alabama and Kentucky, you know, just down there hanging out, having fun. And I think that's all this is. And then Sunday night reaffirms the commitment, puts out a, uh, a graphic, which I don't think a lot of people really, you know, look into these things, but as someone who studies twitter.com a lot, I, 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 I dive in, I dive into these things. That was an Ole Miss made graphic. It was, I mean, I'm 99.9% sure that someone from the, the the graphics department at Ole Miss made him that. Um, Mm -hmm. I think you can read into that all you want. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, he, he came all the way to Oxford after leaving Mobile. We need to clarify, a, though. Zach does not know. That's just speculation on his part. Yes, yes. Like I said, I'm 99.9% sure. It looked the the font and the way it was made jives with what other stuff they put out. Um, yes, but they can't do that for recruits who have not signed. Yeah, so that's neither we here don't nor know. there. Maybe, maybe – Maybe Sundarian's just really good at, at, at InDesign. I don't hey, know. I, I too enjoy graphic design. Yeah. Um, but yeah, came all the way up to Oxford, sat in on some meetings, met with uh Coach Kiffin, um, you know, hung out with Juice a little bit. Um, so I and I don't know if there was just some kind of, you know, pivotal moment on Sunday or it just all of a sudden clicked, or this was something that was that was building where he was announcing this. Um, but yeah, I mean, if you're an Ole Miss fan, you should, you should feel really good um, about, about Mr. Perkins um, joining your, your class officially when he signs, whether that be December or February. Yeah. That's the best possible development for Ole Miss right now with him. Um, of course, Dante Dowdle is the complete opposite. He was supposed to come in this weekend and didn't and did a great job of firing Ole Miss fans up wearing gloves in the missile game. That's why you can't <laughs> ever do glove watch. Can't do gloves. You watch. can't. Because I'm pretty sure Suntarian Perkins had Tennessee gloves on in the game. Yeah. not to, I mean, Willie Gay is the biggest glove watch guy ever for me. <laughs> I mean, it. it's fun and it's good for – Yeah, he's wearing the Ole Miss gloves and, like, fired people up. It was like a news cycle for a day and a half. <laughs> and he was never considering Ole Miss really seriously. Yeah, I mean, people forget he was committed at one time. But that he feels was. like 15 years ago. Um, it was a different you know, time, and uh, Mississippi used to be a different place for recruiting. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, you know, you've got – I mean, over the years, I mean, you know, N'Kobe Dean throwing up a fin in the Mississippi-Alabama All-Star game. Yeah. 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 Uh, Mike Juarez did it. Um, that's There's a name, a name I a... have not heard in a minute. <laughs> so, yeah, you got to be careful with that. Um, but, yeah, I – he really we can kind of pivot here. I think I mean just the state championship game alone and just how just literally dominant and how he just carried Raleigh to a state championship, their first ever in school history, and then how he performed at practice and in the game. Um Mississippi so didn't win. Picky you, you mean? No, no, no. I'm talking about Perkins. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. With with Raleigh, um, uh, yeah, I, 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 we were talking about that. I got confused. I was like, "What is?" That? Oh no, no, sorry, I, I'm I'm, I'm 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 doing this this long preamble to say that I think Suntarian Perkins made a legit case to be a five star. Yes, um, 
he's got another opportunity, a great one, in Orlando against the nation's best in that game. Um, so I think another strong week of practice down there and a uh, big game on that stage. And uh, he might sneak in and, and get that fifth star. Um, I'd have to go and look to see how many are in the on-three consensus. But, yeah, I mean, if he's not a five-star, then, you know, as they say, show me X amount of players that are better than him. You want my takeiest take today? If Archman is a five-star plus prospect, Suntreen Perkins is easily a five-star plus prospect. Because the only reason why Arch is a five-star plus prospect, this is not sour grapes. I'm glad the kid's going where he wants to go. And honestly, the only reason why, I mean, he's never going to consider Ole Miss really with Lane Kiffin as head coach. That's just the truth. All right, because that family does not like Lane. Non-starter in a lot of ways. I don't know why. I think it's silly, but that's where it is. Mm -hmm. He's really riding, though, his name. Because if you watch the film or talk to talent evaluators in college football, you'll find just as many who think Marcel Reed is as good, if not better, than him right now. I mean, I this isn't a question or – I'm not questioning the talent. I'm not doubting his ceiling whatsoever. But, but like, how can there be a consensus about Perkins, and we all know this, and there isn't a consensus about Arch Manning, and yet it's just assumed. Yeah. The not I, for me, the knock on him has always been if he's played legitimate com competition, he has underperformed. I mean, we know he plays in a small mm. private school league in New Orleans, but anytime they went out of conference or played somebody in the playoffs that were you know the talent level was as good or better, he really underperformed. Um, yeah. And and now that's not saying that he's not going to be great when he gets to Texas. I, and also again, it's a body of work thing. We we acknowledge that. It's a body yeah, of work yeah. thing and projectability thing as well. So it, you're not really judging Arch Manning off of what he is now. It's what he's going to be, and I get that. And in that way, he's a five-star sure. plus. And I'm not saying he shouldn't be a five-star plus. He should be. But I'm also arguing that maybe a Marcel Reed or a Suntarine Perkins, who don't have that name cachet nationally for recruiting services, they're getting shortchanged only because – I guess that's the business now. Arch Manning's yeah. going to drive stuff, and I get it. I get. I mean, there's a reason why we did art shows for, like, it felt like month after month. Yeah. But, um, I mean, Suntory, if you watch him, or if you talk to college evaluators, and it's Nick Saban, you know, I'm not talking to Nick Saban, but Nick Saban covets Suntory Perkins. He wants him, right? Yeah, was that's all you need to know. Kind of, was this some kind of fervor for Arch or anybody uh, outside of who they have. I don't, I don't know, but I do know this, that Suntory Perkins is a priority for him. And it used to be in this industry, and this is more conspiratorial than anything else, but it used to be in this industry that if Alabama offered, oh yeah, they're a four or five-star, easy. Or they get mm -hmm. a bump up in the ratings, or in the ratings, yeah. excuse me. And like, it, it used to sound silly, like message board fodder, but the proof is kind of out there. I mean, it's more circumstantial than anything else, but I mean, come on. It, it's like these recruiting services used to follow around Alabama. And yeah, I mean, Terrain can't get a bump. I mean, this guy's in. I mean, honestly, and I'm not going to say it. I don't know. We got to let it play out. He might be the best high school prospect they've ever signed. Yeah. Um, That's going to sound homerish. Ooh, I, I mean, mean, think about it. Robert Kimdichie. Yeah. Laramie Tunsil, Laquan. Tunsil. Treadwell. It's Tunsil. It's Tunsil. It's Tunsil. It's Tunsil. I'm sorry. No, it's Tunsil. It's Tunsil. Yeah. I mean, <sighs> I mean, going way back and obviously didn't 
materialized, but I mean, Tig Barksdale was up there. Yes. I mean, just a guy that was just untouchable at the highest mm-hmm. level in Mississippi. Um, I mean, you talk about Saban and like the offer from Saban and him continuing to pursue him. That should tell you all you need to know. I mean, it's the same thing with Quinshawn Judkins. I said it, you know, I said it, in the, I said it before this season started. All you needed to know about Quinshawn Judkins, don't look at the three-star. Don't look at where he was ranked against other running backs. Don't look at the national ranking. Lane Kiffin went to Birmingham by himself and sat in the rain and watched him play a state championship game. That is all you need to know. I mean, that right there is similar to a Nick Saban chasing this guy despite him telling them, hey, I'm all I'm all Ole Miss. Um, and having so many Ole Miss people around him. Yeah. I mean, that's that, from the Alabama temptress that she is. Yeah. And, and not to take away from the job the staff has done, but like that's been one of the biggest feathers in the cap for Ole Miss is, you know, his cousin is Woodrow Hamilton. He's super tight with Dante Moncrief. He's tight with uh, Mike Espy, Shea Hodge. Um, you've got literally everybody on the staff recruiting him. Um, Maurice Crum, when he was hired, immediately reached out to him. Chris Partridge, Derek Nix, Kelvin Bolden, Alex Collins, Lane Kiffin, uh, Derek Nix. They're all it's it's a constant chain of communication with the entire staff. And I think that that's part of it that doesn't get enough credit is it's been a joint effort. And everybody, you know, is, you know, what's the, you know, pull the rope in the same direction. It's It's been that with him. Um, I looked at the on three consensus. They have 32 five stars. Um, in the consensus, uh, Sunterian Perkins is 65th overall. Um, in the on three rankings, they have efforting. They only have 26 five stars. And Perkins is 78th in the on three rankings. So oh, come on, 78th. <laughs> whether or not he gets the fifth star again, it doesn't matter, same, but it kind of does to me. Yeah, because, I mean, obviously you'd love to, you know, I mean, that for us, for the business side of it, for content, you know, five-star. content, man. This is – hold on a second. All right. God, I'm getting worked up. Calm down, man. It's just a podcast with Zach and our many old Miss friends that listen to this. Thank you for listening to Talk of Champions. All right, I got a problem with this. When you look at Ole Miss's commitment class, Aiden Williams, Sunterine Perkins, it's it's as if they committed and then National Recruiting Services just forgot about them. And this is not the first time that this has happened. It's it's as if they only get reevaluated as prospects once other comparable schools come after them, like Marcel Reed. Now you're seeing all these stories written and discussed in regards to Marcel Reed. Auburn fans are suddenly so taken with Marcel Reed, and it's not like this player hasn't been there the whole time. I mean, you, you, like they deserve credit as Ole Miss for getting in on him early, evaluating, scouting him early, finding him before he blew up. And now Hugh Freeze is coming in, and then suddenly the recruiting industry is going, oh, oh Auburn's interested now. Who is Marcel Reed? Sunterine Perkins has been balling out for a long time in Mississippi, probably since seventh grade. And yeah. he, yet he, after all of this and the recruitment of Alabama, we're really wanting him. I mean, let me ask you this. If he was committed to Alabama, would he be a five-star? In your opinion. Yeah. I think he'd be pretty close. I think he'd be pretty close. You know he would. He would. And it sounds conspiratorial, but 
a lot of what drives rankings and stuff like that are the biases already built in. He is a five-star. Honestly, I was thinking about this as before we sat down to record. Think about the best signees in Ole Miss history. Laramie Tunstall, Robert Kimdichie, Laquan Treadwell, Tony Connor, Tig Barksdale, Eli Manning. Like Patrick Willis was a two-star out of Tennessee, so we can't really count Pat. We're not thinking about what Sunturin is going to do yet. Just based strictly on talent out of high school, how he was evaluated, he's up there. Laramie Tunsil is number one. He is. He's number one. Yeah. Many saw him the first practice. He went, holy cow, that's an NFL left tackle. And you hear this all the time, and you roll your eyes, oh, but he could go to the NFL immediately. No, he couldn't. No, he couldn't. It's, he needs four years. He needs at least two years to go compete with grown men at the top of their profession in the NFL. I never believed that until I saw Laramie Tunsil. And I've never believed yeah. it since. Laramie Tunsil, when he when you saw him, you went, oh, my God. It was completely different. So if Laramie's number one and there's no honest competition for him, Sunturin is certainly has an argument with Laquan and Rob and Tony, all those guys for being number two. We don't know what he's going to be. Mm-hmm. But he has more versatility than Rob did. And Rob played running back in high school and defensive tackle and wherever he needed to play. But Sunturin's kicking and returning punts and receiver and running back. And, oh, you need to be a quarterback today? Sure. Linebacker, edge. He literally can do it all. That is yeah. crazy. In football, he literally, and I'm using it correctly, unlike most people, including my 10-year-old daughter, daughter these days, don't know how to use literally correctly. He literally can do anything he wants to in a football field. If you needed him to be like a blocking left tackle today, okay. I mean, he did in high school, he'd get wrecked in college, but you get what I'm saying. He might legitimately, they might give him a shot at running back. Now they got it. They got a really good one. He's not going to be a wide receiver at some point. (laughs) I mean, I I mean, he's good. Dude, if they can't find a tight end in the portal, they might let him play both ways. Maybe. Um, the best story I ever heard about Robert Kimdichie, and and I know he flamed out and you know talent you know wasted whatever when he was at Ole Miss I've talked to multiple linemen that were on that on those teams and they said that that Kimdichie would show up at practice hungover it just you could just smell it on the field and he would just waltz out there would barely stretch and would just proceed to whip yeah. everyone. Look, I was close. Everybody Board knows. drill, one-on-one, team. I mean, yeah. he would give Laramie Tunsil fits. When he wanted to, he was – I mean, that's why he's the number one overall signee that Ole Miss has ever signed. Well, here's the thing about Rob. I was really close with Denzel and Rob. And foot, Rob just happened to be a really good football player. He was just God-given monster. He didn't care oh, yeah. about football. He didn't. He, he had, would. He'd so, rather paint and play saxophone. Yeah, I mean, I was in Clarksdale. I'm the one that broke the story about him not going, not playing in the Sugar Bowl because I went to Clarksdale to watch him play saxophone. <laughs> and uh, that was a really fun night. And really, all he was concerned about was, you know, he wanted to have a smoking circle and and play the saxophone in Clarksdale. It wasn't about the Sugar Bowl. And he has so many interests outside of football. That's why. He used football because he was just good at it. He just was good at it. Yeah. He was better than everyone else at it. 
but he never really tried to maximize what he could have been because what he could have been as far as his upside is Reggie White. I mean, I don't know. Hall of Famer. That's what his upside was. But he didn't care about football that much, and that's fine. He just didn't. He used it to become a first-round pick, to get his money, to take care of his family, set everybody up. He did his job, but that's not the job he necessarily wanted. Suntareen Perkins, Mm -hmm. he's the same kind of prospect as far as what he could be. I'm not saying Hall of Fame, but God, I guess I am. But coming out of high school, I can't remember the last time Ole Miss signed a prospect outside of Laramie Dunsell. Rob is probably number two. I would give Rob number two. Suntareen is now number three. Because I would say he's definitely more of a high-level prospect than Laquan was. And Laquan was awesome. A.J. Brown, Tig. Yeah. I mean, pre-injury Laquan Treadwell was a bona fide day one draft pick. Without a doubt. Well, yeah, but I mean, he would have gone top 10, in my opinion. Without the injury. He always had questions, though, about whether or not his release off the line of scrimmage and separation. And those are just not traits you can fix. You either have it or you don't. Sunscreen has all the explosiveness that you would want in a wide receiver, in an edge, in a linebacker. He's a freak. And yet, I mean, he's a four-star. I, this is not Kalo Moore as a four-star. I'm not trying to knock Kalo, <laughs> but like Kalo came from a small town in Mississippi, small school in Mississippi. He was ranked as a four-star, but when you saw him, you didn't see it. Does that make sense? Like you went, oh, okay, he's really fast. Yeah. But you didn't see it. What what makes him special? And I'm not trying to knock him, but Armani Linton, same thing. He's from Walnut. And I think what's being used against Suntory and Perkins, it's, a, it's more of a Mississippi problem with evaluators than it is anything else. This state, if you actually pay attention to it, is one of the most talent-rich per capita of any state in the country. If it had only one school instead of Ole Miss State, Southern Miss, and all the JUCOs, one of the best JUCO systems in the country, it would be Louisiana. It'd be LSU. Yeah. I think... Suntareen Perkins would be a five-star. He's Harold Harold Perkins. Well, I was going to say, it's like if, if, you know... Master Splinter got the ooze and, you know, Tony Connor and Harold Perkins held hands and then the ooze got on their hands and then made that's Suntarian Perkins. Basically, that was a long way of saying if Tony Connor and who's the other one you said? (laughs) Harold Perkins had a baby. Yeah, if they had a baby. That's all it is. I I mean, he literally, he can do it all. I mean, he can be the Tony Connor that covers tight ends and receivers and running backs and can tackle in space. And then he's also got the Harold Perkins in him where he can come off the edge. He can beat tackles. He can speed rush, spin move, dip, all the, I mean, he literally was everywhere in that Mississippi Alabama game. And that's why I'm so intrigued to watch the Under Armour game because the talent level is going to be much higher. It's going to be, yeah, it's going to be the five stars, the four stars of all over the country. And he's going to have his shot in practice every single day, and then in the game to prove. And that's why I think the small town knock should just be rendered useless here because, okay, sure, he played 3A football in Mississippi, but he literally dominated every single game. He was it a creative player on a high school team. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he it wasn't like, oh, you know, he ran for like 1,100 yards. No. no. like I mean, he did everything. I mean, it's it's bananas, what he was able to do. 
Well, it's um, making my point, man. Yeah, I mean, I think that he's he. I I expect him to excel in Orlando. I expect him to do well. You know, they shuffle those starting lineups and they shuffle people in and out because it's an All Star game. They want everyone to play. So it's you know maybe it'll be hard for him to stack up and you know pile up tackles, but the practice is where he's going to be able to shine, and that's where I think he's going to have a real shot to earn a fifth star. Is how does he handle? one-on-ones, covering guys, team drills, all that stuff. I think that's where he can make a legit campaign for a fifth star. The car buying process can be a lot. I know. I've been there. You just want to get in and out with a new car and the best deal. Simple. Alan Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford keeps it simple. They're going to take care of you, get you in and out with your new vehicle with a great deal. Their inventory right now is priced to sell, and what separates Alan Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford from any and all competitors is they aim to address each of your needs with the utmost respect, care, and attention to detail. Contact them today at 662-234-8000. That's 662-234-8000. Stop by and see them in person at 2201 East University Avenue in Oxford. That's Alan Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford to find your next perfect car, truck, or Jeep. Alan Samuels. Let's be friends. BNA Bank is celebrating 125 years of local banking. For generations, BNA Bank has been a stable fixture in Northeast Mississippi, supporting and investing in our local small businesses, local schools, local community events, local charities, and so much more. At BNA Bank, we believe in our local communities, businesses, and organizations because we are a local business, too. Thank you for choosing to bank local with BNA Bank. The older I get, the more I realize there are just some things I don't know. Balancing a budget, for example. I'm not a financial whiz. Sure, I know batting averages, passing and rushing yards, three-point shooting percentage. But intentionally putting away money for retirement? That's where my friends at NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast come in. NerdWallet's trusted financial journalists use fact-based reporting for some much-needed clarity in the financial world, helping you make smarter decisions with your money. The nerds have helped me get smarter about things like planning my tax bills so I don't dread April every single year. Actually, I was one of the first in line this time around. Saving on travel so that I can take my girls on trips. Because spending less on airfare means more money for an extra night and maybe a fancy dinner too. So enjoy the things you love, the Ole Miss Rebels, your family, your friends, knowing that your financial situation is taken care of with advice that you followed from NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app today. Trust me, future you will thank you. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. 
BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. When's the last time you thought about retirement? What about saving for your kid's college? In these crazy economic times, Working with a professional is of the utmost importance, and that's where my friend Thomas Chandler comes in. Thomas is a financial planner with Capital Financial Group, and he wants to help you make the right decisions for your financial future. So give him a call today at 662-296-0186. That's 662-296-0186. And tell him that Ben sent you for a no-cost consultation and get started toward financial independence today with Thomas Chandler of Capital Financial Group. All right, let's uh, kind of reset the board, see where everything is right now with the big stories. I was speaking about Dante Dowdle. Dante had an in-home from Ole Miss last week. It went well, but they always go well. He wears gloves to the missile game and then doesn't come to Ole Miss, and now he's welcoming Dan Lanning to his house Monday in Picayune. Can we say this is over? Can we? I think so. We 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 can't officially say it's over because Ole Miss is going to continue to go after him. But I think that was kind of their last shot. Now I'm pretty sure. Again, my opinion, but I am 99.9 percent sure Lane Kiffin has not used his in home yet. So How they much still of a have changer. Could that be? Look, you you've seen the quotes. I've written about it. Sam Spiegelman's written about it. I mean, several national writers have talked about it. He loves Derrick Henry. He loves the fact that Lane Kiffin coached Derrick Henry in college. Derrick Henry won the Heisman. I mean, that's his goal. He wants to go to college and win the Heisman and go to the NFL. But these and, have always, always been things in his recruitment, and yet he's been committed to Oregon. Sure, yeah. Um, I mean, when I the first time I ever talked to Dante Dowdle, in Atlanta at the Under Armour Next Camp. That was one of the first things he said when I asked about Ole Miss. He's like, I love Lane Kiffin. I love Derrick Henry. He's my favorite player. He coached he him. To Oregon. Yeah, yeah. I mean, hashtag recruiting. Um, yeah, I mean, I still think he goes to Oregon, but again, Ole Miss still has the head coach in-home visit in their back pocket, so maybe they wait to utilize that next week. Um, but – yeah, I, I at this point. That's the question. It, well, true. Um I, I mean it, it also just kind of depends on do they do they see him being that big of an impact guy? I think they do. But again, you know, where are you dedicating your resources? Are there gonna be others that Kiffin will need to go see that they think they have a better shot at? Because it we don't know. Behind closed doors, Dante Dowdle could have told the staff, like, hey guys, like thanks, but no thanks. Like I'm sticking with Oregon. Um, but again, they, they could, they could still use it because again, Kiffin hasn't been there. Um, 
So that's probably all you need to pay attention to at this point. If they don't utilize the in-home, I think that he's 100% sticking with Oregon. But uh, that could muddy the waters if they uh, if they try to do that. So Dante Dattle, we both think, is ticketed for Oregon unless something substantial happens. Maybe the game changer is if Lane Kiffin goes to his home. But even then, he's going to say all the right things. Man, what a great visit. I loved it. I'm still very interested in Ole Miss. It depends on what the actions show at this point. Yeah. He didn't show up for his visit. Yeah. I, obviously, the best case would have been for him to come with Sunterian and Perkins on Sunday mm-hmm. because you're going to have them together hanging out with Kiffin, sitting in on some meetings, watching bowl practice, all that. That would have been, you know, the perfect storm. Um, but again, I, I've said it since he committed. I think he just likes Oregon. I think he just wants to go there. I mean, you have called that. You've said that exact thing. I just think he likes Oregon. Sometimes yeah. recruiting, if, if you get rid of all the pomp and circumstance, it can still be very basic and pure. He just likes Oregon. Yeah, he's yeah, going to get paid by everybody. He likes Oregon. Not not all prospects are going to just say things that, that, that they think you want to hear. Sometimes they're just telling the truth. He's going to be a duck. Dan Lanning's coming into his home on Monday. All right, so let's for now put him on the back burner. Suntering Perkins, he should be a five-star. Reaffirming his commitment to Ole Miss is a significant thing. But as far as the portal is concerned, where are we? Treshawn Holden, the Alabama wide receiver that Ole Miss thought was going to get into the portal last year. And if he had, Ole Miss was the prohibitive favorite. I can't spell it out any more than this. The prohibitive favorite to land him, to sign him. He'd have been wide receiver at Ole Miss last year well now he's in the portal he's immediately a player of interest but this is how the portal works he's committed to oregon we don't know what oregon's giving him uh what all it is offering him but stands to reason that Ole miss certainly would have offered similar but we maybe they have more priorities maybe Ra Ra thomas is that priority for them he visited over the weekend cj dipper at tight end more of a priority for them he visited over the or he is visiting uh visited alabama over the weekend as well where are we here i mean who do you think is close, if anybody, or maybe what is the pecking order, do you think, is if you're trying to rank most likely to least likely, well, now Treshawn holds off the board. I mean, where, where yeah. are you? Well, wide receiver, I think Rara Thomas is number one. Yeah. Um, he was in uh, Athens yesterday. Uh, I'm not sure hey, how many that. more <laughs> – I'm not sure how many more visits he's going to do. Um, I had someone close to – Rara Thomas told me that he's getting kind of burned out already and just kind of wants to make a decision and then just keep playing football. Hey, getting let me just say this. I'm sorry I'm interrupting you today. I, I really am. Uh, but there's so much stuff we're, we're talking about here. At the same time, it's kind of hard. With, <laughs> with Rara, you and I both heard this independently of each other. Going in, Ole Miss had a built-in advantage and was yeah. like Holden last year would have been the prohibitive favorite to land him. Nothing despite the blowing up of interest from Georgia, Auburn, every school you can imagine. Has Tennessee. Initially, it kind of made me wary or at least gave me pause. Not so much anymore. I, I feel more strongly today than I did over the weekend. And that can mean absolutely nothing. Hell, he could commit to Tennessee today. I don't know. But as far as the information is concerned, it's still the same. It's still vibing, still uh, what it was when he initially got in. And that's Ole Miss is the favorite. I still feel the, that way today. Yeah, I do too. Um, I feel like that's going to happen. Yeah, but yeah, a, a source told me that that he was already just tired and just yeah. 
man, I just want to find somewhere to go and, and get it get it over with. I think that bodes well for Ole Miss. Um, that is ideal other... for Ole Miss, yes. If he's loving yeah, the process, yeah, yes. I, don't, I don't like that at all. <laughs> yeah, you never want to hear you never want to hear those three words. Um, the other two names uh, offered over the weekend: Trey Harris from Louisiana Tech. Uh, dude's a stud. He was a Blitnikoff Award uh, watch list guy for most of the year. Um, close to a thousand yards receiving. He's a big physical guy. Um, played quarterback in high school, and then now is you know a bona fide power five receiver, which is pretty wild. And then Joshua Cobbs from Wyoming, another big body receiver. Those uh, three are the names at wide receiver right now. Um, again, I said it last week. Demond Demas from A and M is a wild card. Can he stay out of trouble? You know, legally. Um, is he going to be able to get into school somewhere? I, he's voiced. These are all questions. Int- These are all great questions of which we have no answer still. Yeah, he's voiced interest. I mean, almost going as far as saying he he wants to be at Ole Miss. Um, you know, he's tight with Zach Evans. They're both from Texas. They were good friends in high school. Um, don't know what his status is, um, but yeah. That's pretty much the three right there at receiver. Ra-Ra Thomas, Trey Harris, Joshua Cobbs. A um, couple other names out there, but they haven't been officially offered yet by Ole Miss. That doesn't mean anything, but they haven't been, you know, they haven't been extended that offer that they've tweeted out and let everyone know. Uh, you mentioned Dupree from Maryland. He went to Alabama, got an offer while he was there. I think that that does not bode well for Ole Miss, but I it's agree. not over yet. Um, I think another tight end that got in the portal yesterday, I wrote about him. You can read it at omspirit.com, part of on three. Yes. Um, I believe I'm saying this, I believe I'm saying this correct. Seydoux Traore. Um, Works for me. I, I watched a video of him saying his name and he's from London originally. So it's with the accent, it's hard. Um, fascinating prospect. He played at Arkansas State. Um, he had 50 catches for 655 yards and four touchdowns a year ago. Yeah, no um, originally from London, didn't play football until he moved to America and played as a senior at Clearwater Academy International. Um, he was at myself because all I can think now is from for Sarah Marshall. You sound like if I'm London. Yeah, that's I in my brain every time you he, say London, <laughs> that's where I'm at. Yeah, it's happy it, Monday. Christmas is close. The poor yeah. is wearing us down. <laughs> um, he, so, so he had never played 11-man football. And then while he was in London, he was a London. standout goalkeeper. So he played soccer. Oh, shit. So he's, so he's got length. He's 6'4", 210. He's got balls turned on the hands. Dude, I turned on the film last night. I, I watched a clip of him going up the seam, running away from people. He looks like Evan Ingram. Oh, um, so he's a name to know. We we know about the struggles that Ole Miss has had with tight ends. Michael Trigg oh, no. was hurt. Zach, Zach, like, have we officially got a new member of Ben and Zach's Love Club? With Seydou Traore? Yeah. I, dude, he's a freak. He, okay, he, who, who is officially in Ben and Zach's Love Club? It can be high school and transfers. Oh, for like this class? Yeah, it's just whoever we want. It doesn't matter who Ole Miss is in on. It's who we want that Ole Miss is targeting. Oh, um, my number one is Sunturin. We've established this. Yeah, I, 
I think Aiden Williams was my guy to start the year, but I've switched to Century. I love um, Since we're talking tight ends, Jaheim Bell from South Carolina is an absolute oh, freak. Yeah, yeah you um, over him last week. That dude. Slobbering over him. I, I Look, I, I live in a house with – with the South Carolina alum, we watch a lot of Gamecock football. Once they got him involved in the offense, that offense went from just unwatchable to really fun. Uh, I would love to see what Kiffin could do with him in an it's offense. Stogner back to Oklahoma. Yeah, I just did, you know, little quick stop in Columbia and then went back. Um, I I personally think Kedrick Riscano mm-hmm. is a guy that can play a lot as a, as a true freshman. Um, and that's what makes the Dante Dattle stuff insignificant, really. Yeah, I think if they 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 should, and I think they will push for him. He was on a visit to uh, Penn State over the weekend. Don't like not, that. No, I'm not sure what the level of interest is there, but um, took the visit. Uh, I think he's an absolute stud. Um, as far as and Chris we're looking at to Miami, so Riscano, so Dante Dattle. Doesn't come on his visit. Dan Lee's committed to Oregon, been committed to Oregon for a long time. Dan Lee's coming in on Monday. Chris yeah. Johnson commits over the weekend to Miami. Both of us said that it was it was uh, trending the other way, ending in our trending or ending. Pieces only will miss spirit on three. So we both thought that was ending. That's not a surprise then. Really, uh-huh. as far as high school running backs are concerned, it's just Riscano at this point. I think so. Yeah. I uh it was always yeah, kind of trending that's that way after he decommitted from Michigan State and Ole Miss was the favorite. Yeah. I think all signs pointed towards Ole Miss. Um, I put my RPM pick in. I can't remember who it was. It was a national analyst that put one in as well. Um, going down the board at, at linebacker in the it, portal. It Zach's love list, love club. I, look, I don't care about the injury history or the sporadic production. Justin Flo, just uh, the dude's a monster, I think. Just because of the name, Zach. Because that's a dope. No, I great name, but I mean, just an electric player. I I said it. I think I said it on our show last week. He's probably going to have a future in the WWE at some point. Um, just a monster. When he is healthy, he can help you out. Um, I think he would be an excellent addition. Um, at corner, uh, I'm going to really like surprise love club. Okay, Cam Wire. Okay, yeah. From LSU. Played a lot of a lot of football at LSU. Ole Miss recruiting out of high school. Big physical. Um, going to the high school ranks. Uh, after seeing him, I'd heard about him during the fall, but didn't really keep tabs on him because he was committed to Mississippi State. But he showed out in Mobile. Kelly Jones. Yes. Um, Flip watch. Yeah, you can't teach six four and uh, foot speed. I mean, the guy can really run and cover. Yeah, that was also Miles Battle. He's in the portal now. So, well, played receiver <laughs> in high school. I'm played sorry. receiver in high school. He was a four star, just like Sunshine Perkins. Who do you think was? And it's not knocking him. He's a great player. Ole Miss was excited to sign him. Had a good Ole Miss career. Uh, credit for becoming a multi-game starter at cornerback after converting from wide receiver in the portal, unfortunately. But DeAndre Prince is coming back, and Ole Miss thought it could improve on Miles Battle. Uh, so he's in the portal. Best of luck to him. My point is, Sunshine Perkins is a better prospect than Miles Battle. Why is he not a five-star? It makes no sense to me. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, another uh, one to add to the list, Andre Carter from Western Michigan. Mm. Defensive lineman been offered. Just turn the tape on and just sit back and enjoy. Um, 
I mean, he is exactly who they need when they're trying to replace somebody like Tavius Robinson on the edge. Um, he's versatile. Pass rusher, like a dynamic pass rusher. This guy's a monster. Um, is Braden Fisk kind of blown, blown up outside of the their realistic possibilities at this point? Um, I I don't know. Put, put a pin in that. I haven't heard a lot about him, you know, really blowing up. Now, I think a lot of the portal stuff is different than last year. I think guys are taking their time and negotiating more. I mean, with NIL and I, I, I think – my opinion, I think the old uh, people have been, you know, hey, where's all the, where's all the visitors? Like, why, why, why aren't we hearing about more visitors coming? I think they're being very, 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 very thorough with how they vet and bring people in as a legitimate target, a legitimate person that wants to come to Ole Miss, and they're not just, hey, we're coming for a free trip and we want to talk NIL. I think they're yeah, really they're, being they're careful done. with that. It's not like the old days. I mean, they're done with high school pro- recruiting for the most part. I mean, Kelly Jones, they want him. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, Riscano. There might be a couple D linemen out there. Um, you can see all of those listed on the hot list. You can find it at omspirit.com. But, yeah, I, it's going to be a heavy portal year, and I think they're going to have to fill some holes um, and build some quality depth because I think down the stretch, Ole Miss, I, now the, the, the bye week being so late probably didn't help, but I think they got a little worn down at the end of the year. Another name. Um, Beard speaking, also played in the Auburn stuff, just made the last two weeks miserable. Well, very true. Yeah, that doesn't help. No. Um, one he more. Harris, they offered him from Arkansas State, the cornerback. Cornerback, Miles in the in the portal. Obviously, they felt they could improve on him. Uh, I think that's become a bigger need than we first anticipated, or at least a bigger want, not need. A bigger want than, than we first anticipated. We went into this thinking definitely they're going to get wide receivers, a tight end linebacker edge i think cornerback might be a top three um target position for them right now yeah jq hardaway is another guy that they like from cincinnati um the high school name i was going to throw out at defensive line prince will uman malin um, randall joiner offered him last month six five two fifteen similar to an adana j green um long rangy edge guy um I'll be interested to see if they push and do an in-home or go see him in the next couple of weeks, but uh, he's on the board. I would put a pin in his name. Um, I think Nebraska, Houston, SMU are kind of in the lead right now, but he's added some impressive offers. And um, I think that Randall Joyner um, likes him as a prospect and, you know, it's kind of a, you know, you can kind of see like, okay, who they're targeting in high school if they're not targeting a lot of defensive linemen, I think that means that they're probably going to focus more on the portal and think that they can find more impactful guys in the portal um, this late in the cycle. Probably is that's one of the premium positions that everybody wants in the portal. Yep. It's probably the most expensive. Yeah. <laughs> that uh, and quarterback. Thank God you got 10 million in your NIL coffers for this year because uh, you're going to need it if you're buying edges. Yeah. I mean, that's. I think that's been the most expensive position for a long time now before NIL. Um, But I mean, now just, especially with guys that are proven and are trying to either go from a power five to a power five or, you know, a guy like Andre Carter or Braden Fisk who, you know, dominated the Mac and now they're 
looking to go jump to the SEC or the Big Ten or the Pac-12 or whatever. Well, a couple of final updates before we get out of here. We're going to be back, I think, on Wednesday or Thursday. We'll set it up and we'll do another recruiting show because it's just changing constantly. Oh, it is terribly fluid. And um, me and Zach mm-hmm. are constantly paying attention to this stuff. So it's like word vomit when we talk or podcasts. We just get on here and go, oh, yeah, yeah. And then that happened. Um, so, Theo, we, I, I sent you this text message. I think we were talking about him in, in text message exchange a week or so ago. And um, and I said this because it was like from sourcing that I was getting. I don't know if Ole Miss ever really got serious or decided if it really wanted to pursue Theo Weiss from Oklahoma. He's now committed to Missouri. But if you're wondering, oh, well, are they missing on wide receiver targets or specific targets? Uh, Holden goes to Oregon. Theo Weiss goes not to Ole Miss, to Missouri. Uh, what's happening? I don't think they ever really thought that highly of Theo. Um, I could be wrong. I do think that Holden was more of a miss than Theo Weiss, for example, because I think that he's one that they really would have wanted to entertain. But sometimes portal stuff, it, it did last year, and it's done for a couple of guys, but the vast majority has gone a little slower. They can move like lightning quick once they get in. It feels like that one where yeah. Dan Laney was lined up, and when he got in, he knew exactly where he was going, right? Like, yeah. you know, he, he was leaving to go to Oregon. Um, Bit of breaking news here. Uh-oh. Um, I mean, not really breaking news, but Uh-oh. 17 minutes ago, Bryson Sanders tweeted out, John Garrison is on the road, went to visit the four-star Ole Miss commit. So, the guy got hired and is already working. So, Love to see that if you're an Ole Miss fan. Yeah, John um, Garrison, the new offensive line coach, replaces Jake Thornton, who left to go to Auburn. And and what was uh, yeah. kind of explained to me is not necessarily an amicable split, but everybody kind of knew that Jake was leaving. They didn't know where. Yeah. It's not like Ole Miss went, oh, God, Jake, please stay. They like Jake. Jake's a great guy. But uh, John Garrison, I know they're excited about him. I know Lane Kiffin wanted to be more veteran along the offensive line, which is kind of hilarious since Randy Clement stuff, how that went down. You know, yeah, well, like, oh, you wanted, well like, you know, when, when something's forced on you and you never really like it from the start, it's probably ooh, not going to work out. Sassy. That's <laughs> um, on his Monday. Garrison. Twice. Garrison is, is, is a big hire. I did a deep dive into his resume. You can read it on the site. Um, you know, coached Ikam Ekwanu, first team all American with names today. Dude, I, I've been working on that one. Um, also, I mean, people hear his name a lot because he's a stud. Um, he was drafted uh, top 10 by the Panthers. He coached him at NC State. Um, I was also I, – I I recognized his name when it came up, and then as soon as I figured out why, I was like, oh, that's – so he was the center at Nebraska when Eric Crouch won the Heisman, and I was a big Eric Crouch guy growing up. So I was like, oh, that's how I know him. Um but yeah, really, really sharp offensive co- offensive line coach. Um, so Ole Miss has hired Eric Crouch's center as its offensive line coach. Yeah, so yeah. Eric Crouch is going to be an analyst at some point. Yes. Um, Don't put that out there, man, because you know somebody's somebody's <laughs> going to take that seriously, dude. Like Zach, uh, didn't you a couple days ago say that uh, Eric Crouch was going to be hired as an analyst? Don't do that. You know what's going to happen. The the biggest troll would be if he brought if Lane Kiffin brought Judd Davies on as a fullback coach because Ole Miss never uses a full like Judd Davies fullback coach. All he does is just work with Pegues. Um, <laughs> but who's uh uh majority majority of the time is a defensive tackle. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, so what would he even do? He'd be standing around at practice all day, being a hype man. Yeah, Judd Davies be walking around with his Pullback neck roll on. Sideline. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so he uh, Garrison coached at Nebraska after he finished playing there. He had six guys go to the NFL. Um, he was on staff there when Amir Abdullah ran for sixteen hundred yards. Um, he was an All American. Um, so that means at least I mean the floor for Quinshawn sixteen hundred easy. It, yeah, I mean he I mean, right. Abdullah went Abdullah went sixteen ninety and then fifteen twenty three back to back seasons. Um, All right, so fifteen is the floor. Yeah. Went over fourteen hundred this year, and that's yeah. with Zach Evans who had to play because he was so good. Yeah, I I, I think it's a great hire. Um, I love I mean, he had really good offensive linemen at NC State um, year in year out, and then just the I think it's a great fit. They worked together at FAU. And then he's put a lot of guys in the league. And um, I think that, uh, you know, with Quinshawn Judkins coming back, Zach Evans is still up in the air. I, we don't know. Um, and then I'm surprised on, at this point that we don't know. That's all. Yeah, I, I mean, if you're an Ole Miss fan, the longer this goes, I wouldn't say the better. Don't do it. Don't do it. Chances. Don't, don't, but, I mean, no. you never know. Um, and then four starters coming back is just huge for yes. the offensive line. Um, so I'm excited to see what Garrison can do with those guys. And, um, and yeah, I mean, just, I think a, a, he was a really good recruiter at NC state recruited other positions too. So I think that kind of shows he's an actual recruiter and not just a guy like, Hey, I coach offensive linemen. I'm really good at it. Come, come be here. Uh, Come play here. Um, so yeah, I I think it's a, it's a, it's a big hire. Um, he was on staff when, uh, at FAU with Kiffin, when Devin Singletary ran for 1,300 yards, 22 touchdowns, drafted in the third round by the Bills. So he knows his way around a run game, and uh, I think it's uh, it's huge that they went ahead and got this hire made because they probably want to try to get at least one offensive lineman in the portal. Make it Cam Wire. He's good. Yeah. Imagine Cam Wire beside Jade Williams in some way. Yeah. Don't get me so started. Much other stuff. Like, there's so many other guys I wanted to talk about, but we got another show coming. Dewan Black's another one. I haven't heard anything. I thought I'd hear more about Dewan Black. Going in, I heard a lot of, hey, man, he's about to get in. Oh, yeah, but you said that hey, last year, person. You know what? Not nearly as productive, not as gaudy of numbers. Very similar player to Sunterian Perkins when he was in high school. Mm, it's true. Like, did no, everything. Sunterian was better, but. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, he played when he was at Forest High School before he went to Osceola for his senior year. I mean, he did everything for them. And I mean, similar build. He's bigger now than Perkins is. I mean, he's obviously he's older, but um, but I, yeah, he's if, got a college weight room for two years, three years. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. I I think he's an interesting one. I mean, he didn't really do much at Florida. I I really think Dan Mullen leaving probably changed some things because he was tied with Dan Mullen. Like they were tight. He went, I mean, he moved to Florida for his senior year. And but that's what signed. was last year. They thought he was getting in last year. Yeah. Same thing with um, Ole. Ole Miss thought, I can't lay it out any more clearly. Yeah. Dewan Black was going to get in the portal and Ole Miss would have been the prohibitive favorite to land him. And yet, yeah. second time around, and that's part of it too. I mean, because well, you know what happened. That, what? Off well, this stuff? is. No, this is my theory. Oh. So, going into the national championship game, mm-hmm. 
all signs pointed to him getting in the portal because Bama's receiver room was loaded. They had a recruiting class coming in with some studs. I mean, it was and, so hot that he that Holden was getting in. And then Jamison Williams unfortunately gets hurt. Trayshawn Holden thrown in the game, makes a couple big catches. Falls out. I think you actually texted me when this happened. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't like a, you know, he didn't have a breakout game or anything, but he made some big catches before they ended up losing to Georgia. And I think that was kind of like where he was like, okay, I'll stick around. Like, I can, I can carve out a role here. Yeah, I'm becoming um, that guy at Alabama. Yeah, I mean, and who could fault him? I mean, Alabama's churning out yeah. wideouts left and right that go to the NFL. So, yeah. um, but yeah, it's, I mean, it was – capitalizing on your moment. It's like, okay, this is the time to push in, push in my chips. I'm that guy. Yeah. Exactly. He was thinking, all right, I'm about to ball out next year and become a first, second rounder and go with the pros. Now he's going to Oregon. But it's because he had to step in at the National Championship game. Yep. And took it off the board for Ole Miss. Same thing with DeWan Black. Ole Miss thought they were going to get DeWan Black. And now, not a lot out there. I'm not hearing much. That could, again, mean absolutely nothing. We're just continuing a never-ending Ole Miss recruiting conversation on Talk of Champions Recruiting. I'm Ben Garrett at Spirit Ben on Twitter. He's Zach Barry at Zach underscore Barry. Both right for the Ole Miss Spirit, OmSpirit.com and Affiliate of On Three. And if you haven't already, subscribe, rate, review, talk of champions and iTunes. And when you do, leave a five star review. It does not matter what you say as long as it's five stars. Prayers to Mike Leach. This is terrible. Yeah, I that hit me in the gut three or four times last night. That's ugh, just I texted awful. Brian Haydad and Brian Cover State um, for Super Talk, my good buddy. And all he said was he'd heard heart attack and uh, that he's not – I mean, there's a good chance he doesn't make it, which is – that's the first I'd heard that. And then that's kind of what kept building up last night was that this is critical. And it hasn't gotten really any better as far as I know as we've been recording. It's 1041 in the morning. And I don't uh, – have you heard anything different? This is horrifying. Uh, no, I, I haven't. Um, yeah, it's oh, – it's just – it's just terrible. Um, and I really hate that people ha feel like they have to do the, well, football aside, like, no, this no, is a human a being human being like who on, gives man. a shit about a rivalry or a football game about the rivalry. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, Mike Leach is one of the better characters in college football history. He is, you know, as, as honest and candid as anyone like him, hate him you know for I that. I, about, you know what I always loved about him, though? And I, I don't want to talk to him, talk about him like he's gone. But, but, like, what I've always loved about Mike Leach, he's never taken it that seriously. Like, some coaches, Hugh Freeze, take this way too seriously. Some fans take this way too seriously. Some players. This is really fun. It's, um, I, like, I'm thankful. Even when this job is really frustrating as shit, I'm still thankful because of what it is. And it's a very blessed profession, no matter what you're in. If you're a multi-million dollar coach or you just cover it like us, it's a lot of fun. And yeah, he understood that and he leaned into that. Yeah, he'd get snippy sometimes and he would like pop off because at the end of the day, you're judged on wins and losses. But most mm -hmm. of the time he was just a dude talking because he was a football coach and he was really good at it. But this is just football. And he didn't take it that seriously. He's, he just never has. And I've always loved that. About I think him. I think that's why him and Kiffin get along so well. Yeah, I do too. Because Kiffin's always been like that. Yeah. Um, I, outside of 
outside of growing up and and loving his offenses when he was at Texas Tech, I mean, I, I still remember exactly what I was doing, where I was, who was with me when Michael Crabtree caught that ball. Yeah. Um, I remember my, exactly where I was when Ole Miss beat their ass in the Cotton Bowl. <laughs> One of my favorite Mike Leach memories is when he was on Friday Night Lights, when he's asking Coach Taylor yes. how to get to Lubbock. Yes, um, at a gas station. That was making the rounds on on Twitter last night when he's telling Coach Taylor about you got to swing your sword, man. Yeah, I, I mean, just what a showman, what a uh, the, the consummate salesman. You know, hey, I'm if I'm gonna be in the show, I'm gonna plug my book. Okay, all right, we're good with that. Okay, good. Um, yeah, so I, you know, obviously, best wishes to him. Um, because yeah, I mean, whether or not he continues to coach or not, I just keep him around the game because he's uh. He's a hoot, man. Yeah, my whole thing is college football. I can't imagine college football without Mike Leach. Screw all that. I can't imagine a world without Mike Leach. Because, <laughs> like, he's been – for what we do, for a lot of people, it's just another Monday. They don't really know who Mike Leach is. My wife does not know who Mike Leach is. But with what our entire life is consumed with this stuff. It is what we do. It is intrinsic with, with who we are. And Mike yeah. Leach has been a big, huge part of that in the culture of college football for so long. And that is a remarkable legacy on its own. While for a lot of people, um, it's just a Monday for all of us. He's meant something, and it would really be just devastating if he wasn't able to recover. So prayers out to Mike Leach. It's just uh, – uh, it sucks. Uh, death always sucks. He's Zach Barry. I'm Ben Garrett at Spirit Ben at Zach underscore Barry. We'll be back on Wednesday or Thursday. Thanks, buddy. All right, man.